Hi, this is Diane Carbo RN of Caregiver Relief and CareTeamPartner.org. Today's podcast will bring you Pastor Dave Taylor and his wife, Kelly. They bring a very unique perspective on faith and caregiving. Dave is a pastor, a nurse, and a social worker, and he is heading up, will be co-director of our faith and caregiving program on Care Team Partner. And if you haven't already signed our petition to create a national strategy to address the caregiving crisis we are facing in this country, please visit careteampartner.org today. Hi, this is Diane Carbo with Caregiver Relief and Care Team Partner. Today I have with me Pastor Dave Taylor and his wife, Kelly. They are co-directors of our faith and caregiving program at Care Team Partner. Dave and Kelly, I'm so excited to have you here today. All right. Yeah. We're excited to be here. Yes, it's a, it's a real blessing to meet with you today, Dr. Thank big you. blessing. Well, full disclosure, I met Dave and Kelly, and they were working on an outreach program. And one of the things that impressed me about Dave and Kelly is, number one, Dave was a nurse, and he's been a social worker as well, and now he's a pastor. So he and they both have worked in healthcare, and they walked their talk as far as their faith. And they've done a lot of outreach programs. And uh, so when I asked and actually approached them to join Care Team Partner and head up our faith and caregiving program, I was excited that they joined us because I don't think um, I'm going to find this combination ever again (laughs) of somebody who not only understands the caregiving aspect of it, but the faith aspect as well as the social resources that are needed. So thank you and welcome, David Kelly. I want you both to share a little bit about who you are, what you've done, and what brings you here. Okay. Well, Kelly and I, as you said, have come from a diverse background of experiences. Kelly grew up in, and I both grew up in different Christian denominations, and she was a Mennonite, and I was a Methodist as children and growing up in the, in the church. Both of us saw something though in each of those things that I think is applicable to what's going on here with care team partners. We saw how both of our faith gatherings, they ministered to its aging members. Okay. And and the families through all kinds of things in life, illnesses, loss of mobility, chronic diseases, mm-hmm. even death. And uh, they did it in a way that was dignified and they came alongside to, to help in every aspect that they could. And to be a part of this type of body for us of believers has always meant being a member of, of a family, not related by blood, but together by a common faith and a belief system that causes us, causes us to care for one another uh, as we want to be cared for. And really, for Kelly and I, that has been the the drive for our entire life, whether it be healthcare nursing or social work or counseling or the pastorate, everything has been driven towards the dignity, the person, the the person-centered care of people and the the, uh, development of resources. So that's why faith, uh, Care Team Partners is really a great fit for us because we feel that we can connect people to a vaster network of those types of resources, especially in like their, their face settings. I have been doing this for many, many years, David, and as, as a caregiver, professional and private, personal caregiver. And one of the things that I have always had a problem with is 
So many of my caregivers come to me and their churches have let them down. I've heard so many times, in fact, Beverly Powell on our team, very strong Southern Baptist, went to her church and was denied any help. They just ignored her cries for, for help at reaching out. And again, we have uh, Betsy Wurzel, whose husband had, is another part of our team, who reached out to her church and was once again disappointed with the response. And I don't know if, and I've, I've personally seen with a lot of my, when I did case management, my, my, the elders in the church have given, they've tithed, they've, you know, whatever their religion believed, you know, oh, you'll get into church if you tithe and you do all this stuff. Whatever they believed, they were still let down by their, their faith and those members of their community as they aged and needed help. And one of the things I'm not sure of is that if the, the churches or the faith-based organizations, and, and one of the things you wrote about recently in one of your articles is we're talking every faith. Yes. We're not, we're not excluding any faith-based organization at all. We're here to build a community and create a community that cares and has volunteerism as, as its focus to help. We have a two national caregiver crises right now in our country. The aging seniors are, we have, we're pear-shaped. The, the aging seniors now are the biggest population in globally, and we don't have youths to provide care. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that prompted me to even look into starting Care Team Partner was that I'm, I'm doing all this research and 15 years ago, when I started Caregiver Relief, I was shocked that the statistics were 50% of all family caregivers that provide care for somebody with dementia dies or become seriously ill and unable to provide care for the person they're, they're taking, the care receiver mm -hmm. before the person dies. They're, they're, so everything they've gone through to keep that person at home and to take care of them falls apart because they are no longer able to provide that care. Shocking to me was to find out that that statistic, because of the caregiver stress and burden, is now 63% of family caregivers. That's like, holy, wow. You know, the, the caregiver stress and burden is very real. And then the other crisis we're having is the direct care workers, poorly paid, most of them have two jobs. Most of them are on public assistance. And now with COVID, they're leaving by droves. And we need those individuals to help provide care in the future. So our goal, and, and people question me, why, why would you do a faith and caregiving? You know, that's one thing you shouldn't talk about is religion. Well, and I'm a recovering Catholic. I make that perfectly clear. I'm not a, an overtly religious person, maybe spiritual. But I do feel that our faith-based organizations need to step up to the plate and provide support in a way that they have not done before. They owe it to the seniors in their community that have given of themselves, that have participated in the church financially contributed if or if not financially contributed they'd certainly contributed by 
going to programs or helping with programs and stuff in the church. So Dave, I really, I'm excited because I, I've asked you to head this up and you and Kelly and, and Beverly, and you've developed a program for us that we're going to be implementing. So I'd like for you to share a little bit, you and Kelly, to share a little bit about what, what you see this program doing and, and how you want to see it unfold. I think, I think the best way to do that, Diane, really is for me to just speak for a couple of moments into what you just spoke about. Okay. And, but I want to precursor it with something. And that is that you mentioned about how oftentimes people say we really shouldn't talk about religion when we're talking about this or that or caregiving. And really, I think that is a stumbling block. It's a misguided notion because all the, the latest statistics on these things are that over 80% of all people associate themselves with some sort of faith, okay? Awesome. Coming from a holistic point of uh, view, which is way, the way good caregiving is done, yeah. it, you're, you're addressing the physical, you're addressing the mental, the emotional. Why would we leave out the spiritual? Mm -hmm. Because that spiritual to them is sometimes everything, mm -hmm. you know? And if we take that component out, mm -hmm. we're robbing them of something that is deeply emotional to yeah. them. So that's kind of what drives us is that we want to come at this from all aspects and not take anything that could potentially give them the best quality of life, whether it be a healing or it be a, a improvement or it be just with dignity walking into, uh, you know, the next stage, which sometimes can be death. You have to meet people where they're at. You know? Yes, exactly. I went to nursing school 50 years ago. In those days, it was a holistic approach and we did address the spiritual side. And as we've moved on in healthcare, everything is no more holistic. It's all specialized. So that that spiritual side is getting overlooked. And I firmly believe that we need to bring that back because people desperately need support and hope. And when they're looking for something, they, they go back to their religion, religious background, or they have a new spiritual awakening. And I can tell you, I've taken care, and I'm sure you have, Dave, too, where you've taken care of people that are agnostic or, or atheists, and as they get closer to the end of life, they find God. Mm. So I'm all about, and maybe it's bold, but I think that we just need to bring God back into our lives. I don't care what, in what form, I don't care in what religion, but we need to bring God back into our lives. So I'm really when I first met you, I said, I, there's something about you. I, I know we're going to be working together. And I had no idea when we met that this is what we would be doing. Had no idea at all. <laughs> With that said, I do, I do want to state a couple of things that will kind of lead into your answer uh, okay. to, the question, to the question you're posing. And that is that the faith gathering, whether it be a gathering or a belief or, or whatnot, generally most people who have a faith are associated even loosely with some sort of faith gap, if not firmly, but loosely. And those faith gatherings that people are associated with have a role to play in caregiving. And that's, that's vital. And in fact, if it's a healthy faith gathering, the, it should be expected, reasonably expected to touch caregiving in, 
various areas. And that's kind of how we're building the platform. It's it's not, and like you said, this is not just churches. This is, this platform is focused, very interfaith based, and it can be used anywhere. You know, I'm speaking of any faith. We're talking about Muslims. We're talking about Christians, Jewish, Mormons, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, a Scientology, Hindu, whatever it might be. We don't hold any judgment towards any faith whatsoever. We, anything that we care about is the best, most dignified approach that we can use to give people the care that they in their home, okay? Men, many of today's corporate gatherings, they have an abundance of members uh, who need care or assistance, but over time, these people, they, they move to homebound situations and largely they, they vanish from the active fellowship. That's the faith gathering. And so the support roles throughout the congregation or the, the, the gathering, they become limited. And I think that they become limited because of things like physical challenges and the things that people don't know how to manage without the right kind of guidance and education. And I want to tell you a secret today, and that is that the faith gathering that people are associated with, if they don't find a way uh, to reach out and engage these homebound members, they lose opportunities to benefit from their wisdom uh, and their experience. And the homebound members lose fellowship and it's important and this is it's an important sense of connectedness uh that keeps them feeling loved and dignified it causes pain it causes hurt like in beverly's situation and that you spoke about you know and so really the solution is homebound ministry whether that ministry is from whatever faith and ministry is often associated with christians but ministry happens in everything okay ministry is a a term of caring about other people. Uh, and the kind of programs that we're talking about, they can bridge this gap. Uh, they can they can plug the younger members. We spoke about the youth, you know, the youth not being connected to this generation. They can plug these younger members into building relationships with older members who can't uh, get out anymore and go to this gathering of faith, but it can also open up options to maintain declining or aging members longer in the fellowship. So not necessarily being stuck in that homebound situation. There's options that can open up to maintain their them being able to be in the in actual in the fellowship by you know adapting to their needs within those gatherings. Too often, however, this type of caregiving caregiving is not recognized by most of the members who come to work. You know, it's, it's not, they come to, to study scripture and make the gathering the center of their lives. So these people that come to these gatherings for all of these reasons, largely invisible ministry, because it's not like music and children's ministry and singles ministry and missions ministry, all those things that they're, they're front and center, and that's what everybody sees. So the, the primary mission of all types of faith gatherings, at least a healthy one, that is to make disciples. So the next thing is that it must nurture and care for those disciples and equip them to, you know, basically evangelize their, their own corner of the world. Aging seniors and family caregivers need this nurture and care as well as the equipping. If they can't still attend the faith gathering, then the faith gathering must attend to them. You know, family caregivers, they need to know that their loved ones are not forgotten by their faith and that their own faith fellowship has not been forgotten as well. So kind of the, the vision here that we're building it on is to keep people included 
keep people at their most abundant, you know, connection and all the rest of it. I think that it's going to work itself out into the very best quality of life for these people. I think one of the things that our approach is going to do, David uh, and Kelly, is to the youth or those that don't need care to prepare them to be caregivers for family members in the future as well, or to learn how to, what to expect when their time comes that they need care. And I think that's really an important thing that we need to address too. One of the things that I think that we're doing is we're going to educate our groups. We're going to develop a, a, a list of or create a certification program eventually. It, it's just starting, but on different levels of care and how to approach people and how to talk. I can see us in the future having businesses or communities. And I'm hoping to do that right here in South Carolina with start here in Myrtle Beach or Surfside or, or Myrtle's Inlet, where we create a care team partner community. Whereas the, all the businesses and the community members learn about how to approach people or, or provide services when a person can't get out of the home or just to give the family caregivers a break. And that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Dave, any words of wisdom at the, or Kelly, is there anything you'd like to say to the family caregivers out there? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, sometimes the more, like I said, she's the, she's the brains of the operation. Uh, so a lot of times you hear me talking about, uh, she's, she's inspired in us. So uh, sometimes I'm the mouth of the operation. I have to so. think, I have to think about that. <laughs> okay. So, but you know, the only thing I could say is that we recognize that what you're going through as a family caregiver is difficult. We honor you. We know that it's a difficult job and you do it not because you're seeking glory or honoring or, or, or anything in return you're doing because you, you love them. And oftentimes that's overlooked. Uh, it's definitely underpaid. It is, has no glory in it. There's a lot of mess and, and, and emotion and things that you feel like you don't have resources and you don't have people that understand you. And we want you to know that uh, we do understand. Uh, a lot of our team here with Care Team Partners is, has backgrounds in healthcare, they have backgrounds in, in counseling, in various areas that have come together into one fluid. I'm not even going to call it an organization, even though, you know, it potentially is. It's an organism. Okay. This is a family wants to, wants to help you help yourself, help you take care of, uh, of your loved one better through education and through, through support, through networking in ways that are condensed in such a way that you might have to go to 10 other places to get that. Mm -hmm. We want to take care of this all in one area from a holistic, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual aspect so that you can have not only the best caregiving experience, but your loved one can have the best um, care receipt. You know, because they deserve that. They deserve the best from you. And sometimes you don't have everything at your fingertips to give that very best. And we want to help give you that everything at your fingertips type of uh, platform. Well, Dave and Kelly, I'm yeah. so excited that you're going to be working with us. I see a very bright future. I'm going to tell all the caregivers that are out there listening, please, if you have a church or a community that is interested in learning how to 
promote a program of care team partners, contact Dave or I at uh, careteampartner.org. And I end all my podcasts, Dave, with a little message to my caregivers. To the family caregivers out there, you are the most important part of the equation. Without you, it all falls apart. So please practice self-care every day. Be gentle with yourselves. Learn to be forgiving for yourself, of yourself and, and those around you for their shortcomings. Take care of yourself because you are worth it. Dave and Kelly, I'm looking forward to more talks with you. Dave will be a reg and Kelly will be regular podcast contributors. I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you haven't signed our petition to advocate for a national strategy to address the caregiving crisis we are facing, please visit careteampartner.org. You will find a place where voices can come together to be heard. We want to share your story, support you along your caregiving journey with education, training, caregiving, coaching, care management, and a respite coalition. Join us at careteampartner.org today.